0: (laughs) Alright,
1: give us a little uh, rift or something or uh, something snazzy, something jazzy something make them feet move something grungy switch to grungy Tim on the guitar. Book them fast. Book them soon. Book them now. So it it's a wide variety of things that you know how to play,
0: right? i Play. My main influence, I would say, would be like melodic type rock. I like playing melodic shit. I play jazz. But- I like to play blues. I like to play. A little bit of folk music every now and again, some country.
1: And you can just, play hard rock, I've heard you, plenty of times.
0: I like to hop from thing to thing. Honestly, my main thing that I love playing is electric guitar. <laughs> and, and guys, yeah, that's his
1: uh, acoustic guitar, his electric guitar is at home, it's just he didn't bring it. Uh... <clears throat> but yeah, we're going to try to give you bits and pieces of Tim on the guitar with each episode that we put out, so hopefully you guys can keep seeing. It's, it's always going to be something different. But uh, this is part two of Scream 6. We had a small interruption, so we're coming at you. It kind of worked out because now we're going to get a little so, bit of a longer episode because yeah. we got so,
0: three more segments after this. So, as we were talking, if you review our last episode, which is like 24 minutes long, so we were talking about Stu and Billy Loomis, and he was saying the only thing that he really dislikes about it is the fact that Stu's scream suit isn't in there, or ghost-based suit isn't in the It's because it's
1: as iconic as Billy's in my opinion.
0: I think they should
1: both be side-by-side. Side. That's the only thing I would change. See, I'm with you on
0: that, but isn't it kind of strange that his suit isn't in the case? Exactly. Isn't it kind of strange that his body wasn't found? Isn't it kind of strange that nobody knows what happened to him? Isn't it kind of strange that even in the movie that he apparently died in, You never... Like, what happens to him? Nothing ever is said about him. But Billy Loomis, they talk about him.
1: Here's what I think, though. If they are to make a Scream 7, they mentioned Billy... They mentioned Stu three different times when it came to his body not being found. So I'm thinking that maybe he'll even come back and that might end the franchise. And I would be okay with that.
0: Oh, yeah. As I was saying, I didn't even get to complete what I was saying. So the last... The best scene, in my opinion, is the chick, who's Billy Loomis's daughter. She says, fuck it, and puts on the suit. And she calls the fucking main dude. Spoiler alert again. She calls the main dude, and... So, sorry. For context, something happens between her and him, and they both get, like, knocked out for a second. Well, we, don't need, we don't need
1: too much context. She, she puts on the suit, and she calls the mm-hmm. main,
0: uh ghost face in this movie and and then she proceeds to stab him in every fucking direction possible we're talking we're left to right every up to angle down. fucking just pop, pop 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 fucking so quick absolutely just tears him a fucking part. and
1: billy loomis's uh daughter has a sister and it's uh it's jenna ortega and they're standing beside her, and, like, at first she doesn't want to kill the main guy, because she's like, I don't want, you know, to see my sister uh, see me get brought into, like, the darkness or whatever. But then Janet Ortega sort of gives her this look, and she's like, you know what, fuck it. you did try to kill my family. Stabs him right through the fucking eyes. So that,
0: that was sick.
1: Literally honestly. stabs him in every angle. But the thing is, every single stab scene in that movie is fast fast paced stab 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 in every way and guess what he uses a fucking shotgun so
0: the fact that you never see ghostface do shit in public in front of people it's something that's just relatively unseen except for in the fifth movie there was one scene where ghostface goes up to the chick's fit, like house like right in front of people in broad daylight pretty much in her house and kills the fuck out of her and then fucking leaves but only that happens in the other movies, whereas this screen he fucking followed them into a store this, and he was just looking at, like sizing every fucking person in there all just fucking like, kill you all, just like okay, okay,' in public, many, I don't care like you ever seen the movie uh with Denzel Washington, which one, one Equalizer he, Equalizer. He fucking like sets a like a fucking watch Alright, I'm gonna I am i
1: got to kill you in thirty seconds. <laughs> oh you have a fucking shotgun? Yeah, I'm the new improved ghost face, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna use it against you, pop. Alright, he's dead. Well, else so I gotta fucking shoot? He just doesn't give a fuck. He kills a chick in the alley. he stabs the fuck out at... So what's kinda cool in this movie, the first time you ever see the first ghost face kill, he takes off his mask. And it's kind of all I want to say because I want you guys to watch it. Yeah, I I don't really want to elaborate
0: too much on that.
1: So guys, let's sum this up. The new Ghostface, the new Scream movie, in my opinion, it's a good one. I think you guys should, without a doubt, go watch it.
0: I watched it twice. In honesty, I can give it a solid 8 out of 10.
1: I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10.
0: Room for improvement, but still really good.
1: Yes, I'll agree with that. It is, it's fucking great. But guys, let's uh let's sort of lighten up the mood a little bit. Let's bring some uh, funny shit into our episodes, which we haven't done in a long time. Let's talk about another nostalgic character. Hold on, hold on. We'll we'll get to that one. I already know which one you're about to bring up. But guys, <laughs> we'll get into that one. Bam Margera. So Bam Mongera, guys. Margera. Bam Margera, guys.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I hate to be a stickler.
1: Him and his crazy girlfriend. ...took
0: his daughter into the woods to escape the police while he was on meth. So, this is actually information that's relatively new to me as well. So, me and the audience actually have something in common. So, what he did was,
1: I guess he did this interview with this lady. And after that interview, he had, like, a psychotic break. And at that point, he did a lot of fucking meth... And he pretty much, him and his crazy fucking girlfriend, got his daughter up, went into the fucking woods to hide out from the police, did more meth, threatened to shoot his brother. Like, apparently it was a whole big ordeal thing, and it, it, it really fucking sucks, because if you guys are like me and Tim, you grew up on jackass. I mean, it really sucked walking jackass forever without BAM. It did, it truly sucked. So-
0: so actually there's something i want to mention about that huh. so in that movie and even you disagreed until you saw what i was talking about yeah so in that movie so what happened is dan margera apparently started getting really bad on alcohol and shit again and so they stopped fucking with them pretty much they kicked him off the set and they said we're not going to produce this movie with you but I honestly think that Bam Margera is entitled rights uh. to this film because in one of the scenes, the giant treadmill scene, you see Bam Margera in a prison outfit because, you know, they couldn't scrap every single scene with him. Apparently. Yeah. So technically Bam Margera is still in the movie, so I would say he still has rights to, th- to film.
1: I think no matter what, and it's kind of fuck. Here's what I think. I'm glad that Steve-O and all of them got sober. I'm glad they're living better lives and shit. But you know what's kind of fucked up? The high and mighty... Guys, I'm sorry. The high and mighty attitude of Steve-O and all of them. in all the original jackasses. Those guys were fucked up beyond belief in those movies. And you're telling me just because... You
0: won't at least let him play out the movies? It's kind of sickening to me that them... They're supposed to be his friends, right? And they are looking down on him for shit that they literally have done. They should understand more than anybody how he feels. He lost his best friend. Plus, he has all that history with all of them involving drugs and alcohol and shit. You expect him to just act normal with no help at all? I think Bam Margera needs help. And like I better get, than the help that he's probably getting. I get it. I watch a lot of
1: the Steve-O's Wild Ride, and I get that they did try to help him. I'm not saying they didn't try to help him, but I just think he needs more help. And right now, he could be going to jail. Uh, and what I was listening to when I looked it up and what I was listening to on Steve-O when they were talking about it is that him going to jail might help. And yeah, it may actually help, but I think he should be in rehab for longer. I think they should be more involved with him. I don't think they should have kicked him out of the movie. I get he was doing a lot of -of out-of-pocket shit, and I get he was acting fucking... He was acting crazy. But they did the same thing. You know, I I, I just really hate watching Jackass Forever without Bam. And it's fucking us that the dudes on meth again. It, it it sucks. I I miss seeing Bam and shit. You know, I I do. So
0: one of my favorite shows ever, Beavis and Bam. Fucking Beavis and Bam. We to admit, So the shit that they did in that show, some of it was worse than the shit than they did at Jackass. When <laughs> my favorite was when Johnny Dogsville breaks into Bam's fucking mansion. He it has like a fucking motorcycle. He starts. <laughs> He puts, like, Tack in Bam's shoes and shit outside the hallway. <laughs> he starts revving his motorcycle. Bam walks out, immediately steps on Tacks. And you can tell that motherfucker can take some pain because he stepped on it for a second. And he didn't even notice. Just, then he looked down at his feet, just, well, that's unfortunate.
1: Well, that dude would jump <laughs> off the fucking top of his balcony area onto a table. And... And what's funny about that too, not only did he do that, but he goes straight out to his fucking Lamborghini, or was it his Hummer? It was either his Lamborghini or his Lamborghini. Hummer, and he, and he cut off the fucking top of the...
0: <laughs> no, he didn't cut off the top of it, he cut a fucking hole in the roof, I th- of I thought it. he, he made was it. like, let's make this...
1: I thought he made it a convertible. Oh,
0: yeah, he did cut the entire top No, of they did this, do dude. a sunroof one, and they fucked up his Lamborghini a lot. I'm not gonna lie. My D-Vo? favorite one was when Johnny Nosso was on Viva La uh-huh. And Johnny Knoxville finds a snake. <laughs> he starts chasing Bam on chair with these fucking screamer. <laughs>
1: Did you ever watch uh, Viva La Bam's on Holy Reunion? Yes. Another good one. Yeah. Both of them was. Good. I-, I watched those and I see him now. and He doesn't even look like Bam anymore. I'm telling you that the drugs and alcohol took over
0: bad on that dude. Here's a not so fun fact. Remember uh, Vito? Yeah, big fat uncle and child molester, right? Yeah, or he's a child molester. Ain't that fucking? It's
1: fucking nuts, dude. You want Like I mean,
0: honestly, it isn't that nuts when you think about him. Like he's he was always an asshole, always very easily irritable. He was weird, big and fat, weird fucking.
1: Well, I mean, we can't say just because you're big and fat you're a pedophile. But no, no I'm I saying mean, he fit... added with. The I, other I guess things. he fits the bill, you know, dude. but. But even when you watch that, you—that's not what you were thinking. You just thought he was a fucking piece of shit, and he was funny, and it was funny to see Bam fuck with him. But then, yeah, but he
0: would shout, just (laughs) ain't
1: coherent.
0: Fucking Bam would come over and shake his fucking (laughs) underknee. Yeah, (laughs) 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 Yeah, he can get (laughs) me. I'm fucking sick of (laughs) you, but (laughs) fucking
1: Bam, fuck. It's fucking... It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy no, wait,
0: to see. Actually, I'm gonna change it. My favorite scene ever in people band would have to be whenever he colored everything in the fucking house blue. Because he... <laughs> <laughs> he asked his Uncle Phil, he "Was like, hey, what's your favorite color? He's like, I'd have to say uh, probably, like, blue. So Ben's like, alright, uh-huh. gotcha. He paints every fucking single object down to the oranges, apples, toilet rolls, uh-huh. spoons... Everything individually just painted everything. Blue. What would
1: you do? Listen, what would you do if you had a kid and that little motherfucker was bam?
0: I don't give a shit how old they are. They're I, getting bent over my knee and spanked like a little bitch. Just you little motherfucker <laughs> 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 out there. Like my whole house blew really off fucking. It's, kill not even, you. it's not
1: even just that. They'll like sud the whole entire fucking house. They'll fucking Break the fucking walls down and turn it, make a rag.
0: I, I, okay. You made a fucking skate park inside in the, the house. house. And but then again, he—it was literally his house. I mean, so. he
1: owns everything. It, it's literally, a, but could you, you, you as a parent, could never like bring something in that house and be like, I like it there.
0: I like that that picture is That'd there. That would be a house I would have to visit, and not live in. It's just like, all right, this is your house, no, but I'm not living. No, I can't, with I can't you. even say that. Because but he comes to their house. Move out, yeah. He, he literally was,
1: comes to their house and just fucking fills it with fucking stuff. So they
0: have to wake up. And just are you? I can't get away what, from you, dude. Are like you fucking kidding me? Whenever he pranks his mom, I guess it's not even a prank. It's just kind of doing fucked up shit at a certain point. But. <laughs> he fills his mom's car with do you remember what i'm talking about he fills his mom's car with something i can't remember what he fills it with but yes and then she fucking oh she fill. they fill it with snow and they make it look like it's on the outside and when she opens the door it's just completely packed full. (laughs) some of my favorite
1: scenes though and pranks had to do with them like one of my favorite ones from the newer ones was the Taser. The Hall of Tasers. Fucking That's great.
0: That's not even a new one. That's an old one. It
1: old ish, right? It's not like too old, was some,
0: is it? That wasn't Jackass 2.
1: Uh uh. Yeah. Uh uh.
0: Yeah. Uh uh. Yeah. When? <laughs> Jackass 2. Since when? Since it was released. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. But well, you know what still? One of my favorite <laughs> fucking scenes that it has been in it. I do know what, and I also know where, and his friends. Now,
1: I watch Steve-O, and I just look at him now through his
0: podcast, and that dude going sober is kind of a press. While we're on the subject, what is your favorite thing that has ever happened in any of the Jackass movies? I'm considering Wild Boys in that category. I'm considering Viva Bam in that category. What is all out your favorite moment in all of that?
1: I truly don't know because the... Room of Lambs, or Silence of the Lambs was one of my favorites. Uh, Then you have the Hall of Tasers. And then you literally have fucking Bam trying to get a dildo in his ass. (laughs) It's fucking hilarious. Or my skits. I wish they would have done more skits than Jackass. Those skits were some of my favorite fucking shit. Hands
0: down, my favorite moment ever in any of it. Johnny Knoxville, and old man, Johnny Knoxville, whenever he... Takes the fucking riot uh, pellets to the fucking uh-huh. everyone else in that building, Bam, Bamar, everyone. They fucking. We're not fucking doing that shit. And they fucking got hit with. No, they did it. Oh, wait, yeah. They all got crippled. And they instantly went to the ground. John Knoxville's just. <laughs> that all. Ain't no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One scene,
1: a scene that made me laugh the most is probably when fucking that dude gets uh do-
0: kicked by the donkey. Oh, and get, no, like, go, go back to what? A leg shaking. Ha- oh, ee- That has to be my second favorite, though. Fucking hilarious. And then Tim literally so, gets
1: kicked by a donkey So, work.
0: okay, so we have a job where we work with fucking, like, animals and shit. And we work with horses. And, you know. But we fucking... I had to feed this donkey. And we went... <laughs> So, I was feeding this donkey one day and it starts backing up to me, and I don't think it's going to kick me because it never does. Then all of a sudden, just pop right in the fucking side of my leg. And what I tell you, it's the worst dead leg I have ever felt. Dude, it felt like I got kicked by a six foot eight man named Requies with steel toed boots and a fucking point on his boot. But, guys. <sighs>
1: As sad as it is, I don't think we're ever going to see Bam in another jackass movie. We may also never see another jackass movie. Dude. And he's facing charges to go to jail, and I truly hope that
0: Bam comes out and is the old Bam again. Tell me this wouldn't be awesome. Viva little Bam after the fact. Then it shows him and his girlfriend, (laughs) and they're fucking running through the wall. Alright, today, episode one, we're running from the fucking police until we get away. Alright, episode two, day two, we got away from the police, but they know that I'm bam, so (laughs) it doesn't matter.
1: Alright, guys, so. Here is something that I recently was seeing when I was scrolling through the old, uh, social media. When I like to get on the news, on my little news app and scroll through things, I saw something that kind of wild. Okay, you can shut the fuck up now. Hey, hey, can you shut the fuck up so I can read? Okay, so. <laughs> Alright, now you shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> wow! I do that dung thing right there. Oh, they didn't, didn't see it, but I saw it. They didn't see it,
1: but they, they it see it really. it's okay. It was crazy. It's okay. Influencer with seven thousand boyfriends claims men are intimidated to date her. <laughs> is
0: it?
1: Is it maybe the fact? Are 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 they intimidated to date her, or are they just like goddamn this bitch gave it out to seven thousand men?
0: Well, James. I'll tell you what. Okay. Keeping up with 7,000 digital partners may sound like a full-time job in itself, but Ray assured nude PR that she (laughs) can handle it. Ray said, Every single morning, I send my boyfriend something cheerful, and then some of them will answer and we talk a little bit. You know, me and my uh, 7,000 motherfucking boyfriends, uh, we have conversations about their lives, what their day looks like, How they slept. It's like a full-on relationship with 7,000 fucking boyfriends, motherfucking goddamn son of a bitch. Okay, so hold on. So, and she says she's really proud of these connections with her 7,000 motherfucking boyfriends. And it drives me motherfucking nuts. You can't have a connection with 7,000 people. You know why? Because the time it takes you to form an actual connection probably takes years. And then you're talking about 7,000, which means that you would have an accumulative 7,000 years of experience, which you cannot actually fucking, let us be real. So, the thing is, you would have to remember
1: 7,000, like I get like the messages are saved, and you you can scroll through, but there's still 7,000 different people that you have to look at, remember the exact connection, how they are.
0: Quote by quote, she said, she sends them all love every day.
1: Can you, when you look <laughs> at that, can you actually love 7,000 different people? No,
0: it's fucking stupid. Honestly, I don't even know why it's the subject. I, I fucking hate this I bullshit. know, I know you can love a lot of things, but to love
1: 7,000 different people, that, that's 7,000 different minds. That's 7,000 different personalities. You're saying that you're so open that you love 7,000 different personalities. You
0: know what you love? You love being a fucking whore, first of all.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you,
1: to slut shame is a lot, but at, at a certain point, it's like, you're getting on there saying men are... No. Inti- Hold on. You're Jeez, getting on there... about it. You're getting on there saying men are intimidated to date me. It's not the fact that they're intimidated to date you. It's that they know when they date you, they have 7,000 different men seeing the same exact thing.
0: They know that they, if they ever get a shot to fuck you, they're probably going to have to jump into a fucking canyon, open a parachute, glide into that right spot, which is the G-spot, which is less than a centimeter long probably, within miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, and miles of canyon. They're gonna have to really pinpoint that shit before they even get into it. They're gonna okay. So first of all, they're gonna have well, to no. pin this shit out. They're gonna have multiple people in the room, all with radios, they're gonna have the fucking headsets. All of a sudden he's fucking diving in, just all right, Billy, you got twelve knots, you gotta fucking go left, you gotta jump you gotta fucking drop in as fast as you can, you gotta drop a parachute in thirty seconds, dive in, roll. Yeah. You need to fucking slide down the fucking side of this mountain to this ravine, go down into a cave, get into the cave, you'll see a fucking bear. You have to fight that bear. You have to fucking beat the shit out of that bear. You gotta choke it out with your fucking super arms or whatever that you get. You're stretching this out way too long. <laughs> alright, alright. Strain for the point. Way... Her vagina's big.
1: <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> to keep okay. on subject a little more, um. Fuck, that went a little too far. Uh, to keep on subject a little bit. Fuck, I lost track completely. Sorry. Oh, um, I don't even know. I actually lost track. <laughs> Seven oh, the thousand that... connections, like they're not intimate like, like I was saying, they're not intimidated by that. It's the, the fact that okay, when you have a rare object. It's nice because it's rare, right? It's good that it's rare. You have it. You get to see it. Only you get to see it. So it makes it nice. But then another person has it and sees it. And then another. And then another. And then 7,000 more times later. That one thing doesn't become special anymore. It's like a used up sponge. You know, like, when you do your dishes for so long, after a couple months, you're like, God damn, this smells, like, I gotta throw it, that shit it's away. like, orange, and she has black mold on it. So, if she does have 7,000 boyfriends, what compels each one of these guys to feel special enough to be with her?
0: Mm, nothing. At the, at a certain point, you're literally just trying to get into the fucking circle. <laughs> like, what? It's like a cult. At a certain point, we follow this bitch. And,
1: But the thing is, they're not having sex with this woman. It's strictly online relationship. So, like, they're just seeing, like, news and having conversations. They're not actually having sex with
0: this person. I wonder if she has, like, some kind of app that allows her to, like... She'll, like, type in a message, right, and then it'll send it to 7,000 different people. Then, boom, she gets 7,000 messages back. I... That would take... How do you scroll through and, like... Notice it's the fact she wants to put up a front. I don't think it's possible, honestly. When we talk, it frustrates me whenever I'm thinking about it because there's no way to form 7,000 connections, any way you think about it. Let us know your thoughts Guys, on which is at gmail Truly, truly wanna know. Even though
1: Tim was talking about her big vagina which I, I don't think she, that's It's a cavernous
0: vagina. Probably. I don't think
1: that's the case, only because she's okay, it may be the case. You're telling
0: me she hold on she contacts seven thousand people and doesn't get at least some day she, she
1: may be getting some of it from the people closer to her. That, that may be true. Maybe be getting digged down on the roof. Maybe you're obviously. onto it. Maybe there is a guy named Kyle down there on a walkie-talkie. But Like, like, like
0: picture <laughs> jumping off a roof and landing on the ground. That's <laughs> what you're working with.
1: Why would you want that in a girl?
0: You wouldn't. It, I wouldn't, at least. It's just like... Some people are into it. Why do you love me and my specialist? Not really. James, I watched the porn one time. Oh, yeah? And one person was literally able to fit his entire human head, his adult-sized human head, into this woman's, again, cavernous vagina, he was able to get ear width, like, like like down to the ear. I'm just saying. He was fucking her with water bottles, his foot, fucking, he had his <laughs> arm in her, it was crazy. I'm just saying, how do you she'll never in her life be able to
1: have normal sex, right? Like, there's there's no dick in the world giving that to her. The pleasure, like... Her quit looks like a dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I felt weird watching it, honestly.
1: All right, guys, so here... I hit... had
0: some spillage on your floor here.
1: It's all right, it's all right. It's just a little bit of alcohol.
0: <laughs> so, guys... It. We, we gave you our
1: opinion on the influence... <laughs> Before we go to this next subject, when you think of influencer, what do you think of?
0: Someone That's a that subject that really bugs influences. me. So, I don't think of it the same way a lot of people think of it. When people think of influencer, they're talking about people on TikTok who are constantly doing shit like that. Or, or Instagram, on YouTube, or, or Instagram. You, you know,
1: you got your YouTube influencers. I consider
0: an influencer someone like Eddie Van Halen, because he... Was able to truly influence me. Okay, he, it wasn't okay. like these people on TikTok If you go to, like to the Jimmy music, Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain, they influence. If you're
1: people. going to the music, because you can look at influencers in many different subjects. So yeah, if you want to go to the music world, you do have Eddie Van Halen who ins- inspired.
0: See, but I don't think here's today is like what people consider influencers. Well, here's I don't this. That good for the community. When you're
1: an influencer, your main job is to inspire. So you have. Let's go to history. You have people like Martin Luther King or shit like that. You know, you have people that inspired certain events. But then you get on people on YouTube who literally talk about fucking nothing. So,
0: let's face it. People like today's. Ins- what was it called? What? Inspirers or
1: influencers?
0: Influencers. Today's influencers. The only thing they're influencing is kids getting fucking melted and glued to their phone.
1: Well, it's, not, is, it's not just that. They're well, influencing a lot of fucking th- young people to act like adults, fucking just okay. a bunch of shit that when, shouldn't happen. When
0: we were growing up, when did you get a phone? I think my first phone, I was like 13, 14. Exactly. What do you see today's generation? Everyone There's has a phone or a tablet. There's fucking four-year-olds and five-year-olds that have tablets, laptops, phones, everything. You know, I didn't have a phone until I was fucking 17 years old. And you barely... Literally, I didn't even use it until I was fucking at least 22 or 23. I don't understand how a generation can be so influenced by phones to the point to where they melted and glued to their phones at all points in the day. For instance, when I see my niece and I go... Like, I visit my parents' house, like, every now and again on vacation or something like that. I'll fucking... I'll see her, and she'll constantly have her phone out, and she'll she'll be, like, two inches from it the entire time, melting her fucking irises in her eyes and shit. Well, guys, we're gonna go on to another
1: segment, but... So... We'll talk about this in another episode, too, on influencers, because I think that is honestly a good episode to do. Just the years and years of influencers, it's really been going down. It's it's downgrading itself to a point where it's kind of ridiculous. But, guys, Tim's going to look up a little something for me because we need to know some facts. Because guys, this is my favorite part of the day, my favorite segment, is Weed of the Week. What do we have for you today? We have a mixture. So, we have... Have you guys ever walked in... Have you guys ever walked into a gas station, grabbed a pop cup, went up to the fountain thing and got every single drink there? What did you call it? The suicide drink. What we did today, we mixed two weeds together. We mixed white widow which is a sativa with mango kush which is an indica mango kush is a creeper and
0: guys white widow is a legendary strand white widow is a balanced hybrid strain of cannabis indica and cannabis sativa that was created and developed by shantababa whilst he worked on the greenhouse seed company white widow has been described as among the most popular strains in the world by Popular Science Magazine. How much THC does it have? Just one second. You always gotta look on Leafy. Leafy is the way to go. Most White Widow weed <coughs> strains have a THC content of around 16%, going up to 20%. These are moderate levels of THC, making White Widow one of the best strains for occasional smokers. Plus, in my opinion, it has that effect. It hits you almost immediately. It hits you in the face. Like, you smoke it and you inhale it and you'll hold it in for a second and exhale and you'll think it'll be good and then it'll immediately hit you. Look it's up, one of those strains that just gets through you. Look up Mango Kush. And, and, then, guys, and then the other weed that we have, so it's man- a real, real creeper. Right.
1: <laughs> like, it, it'll take about ten minutes to hit you, but once it hits, it hits. Eh. And in my opinion, I think it's actually stronger and better tasting than the White Widow. But the White Widow is not too far under it, in
0: my opinion. Mango, a.k.a. Mango OG, which with THC levels averaging 20%, not only is this sweet tasting strain a pleasure to consume, it's potent too. Mango owes its flavor to its dominant terpene, (laughs) myrcene. I think I'm pronouncing that right, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Followed by Pinene and Carofline. Whatever the I fuck believe, that is. <laughs> I believe that is what it's pronounced. <laughs> Here, you try to pronounce that last <laughs> time. Right? I have
1: no idea, but, uh, so we got one that is averaging 17%. We have another one that averages about 20%. We have an Earthy with a little bit of Sweet and Earthy, so, uh, it's a good combination. Let's, uh...
0: Let's light up. Let's roll a boy. A boy is wherever you, it's whenever you like put a uh, joint inside of a bowl. So we
1: talk about a lot of times where we want to, uh, and we're gonna run through this one a little fast. And I don't mean to push it, but we do have one more segment, but. We always talk about who we'd want to smoke with, the best places to smoke on, what we like to smoke the most. But I want to talk about a little something that I want to do. Uh, I, I want to open a rehab. But So there was this guy that I was researching, and he opened a rehab where he would, as you were detoxing, he would load you up on weed. And you would go on hikes, you would have meditations, you would go through therapy but I want to push it a little more. So what I want to do is as you're going through the detox, I want to load you up on the weed, you know, and I want to do the whole yoga and therapy and the working out and the hiking, but I also want to do a GED program to where not only are you get all of that, you know, physical, but you're also getting your mental back. So I think a good GED program would be good because then you come out of this therapy healthy, addicted to a better substance in my opinion, and,
0: and education and so what would happen is if he did that he would also have some kind of counseling program and it would be like guitar therapy music therapy and, regular counseling just so, a lot to it so i would just i would help them through music
1: and i think that would be really cool because you could offer martial arts there you could offer your hikes and as soon as you get out of the place, I mean, you could go to job fairs and everything. You'd have plenty of time to look for jobs when you get out. It, it, you could even stay there until you got a job. I think it would just be a big thing. And one thing that we, when we talk about weed is the government never has a way to fund it or and, has a way to make money from it. But there's these rehabs
0: that they could do with weed therapy. And another thing that's kind of off subject, but while we're talking about things that you want to do, i wanted to give a shout out to him uh jc if you guys have anything to do with like mma or boxing or amateur boxing or something like that and you think that like like you're looking for the right guy for the circumstance he would be the guy to go to and you would ask him through the glitches 2020 at gmail.com if you would like to compete Whatever For right, for right now, it would be mainly kickboxing that I would need it in.
1: But there's another thing. When we're talking about martial arts, uh, in my opinion, weed goes really well with martial arts. There is a practitioner that practices in jiu-jitsu, and what he'll do is he'll smoke before and after all of his sessions, and he says that the weed really connects him with the art. And I truly believe in that. I
0: smoke every time I spar. No, actually, a fucking while we're on that subject so there's this dude on the ultimate fighter i can't remember which season it's on but this dude comes in and his strategy he always gets really drunk before he like trains and drunken style so he got really drunk and he came on the ultimate fighter and he's training these guys right and these are all really fit young dudes right he's passing <laughs> them around like they're fucking amateurs just like they are nothing dude all of them were like doing those fucking interviews and shit and they're like, That dude is way stronger than we ever fucking imagined. So that guy will get just smashed and shit and just go in there. Oh, it was George Saint Pierre. Uh versus Josh Kotchek.
1: I was like, George Saint Pierre was getting drunk in there and just smashing people. No, George okay, Saint Pierre's
0: yeah, yeah. uh partner came yeah. in and helped them, you know, like Rhonda Rouse brought in her mom and shit. George Saint Pierre yeah. brought in dude. <laughs> I just still can't believe that, dude. He gets drunk as fuck and fucking... There's some people that can just like...
1: So when it, like, I can't fight while I'm drunk. I, when I'm drunk, it's as if I have blockages in my mind that aren't there when I'm sober. Or when I'm smoking weed or when I'm on psychedelics. When I'm on psychedelics, I, I feel as if all my receptors are working at the same time. Just like, like when I smoke weed or when I'm sober. But when I drink, it
0: blocks it. People have, like, weird strategies that I've seen for, like, preparing for a fight and shit. Mayhem Miller, for instance. One way that he used to prepare for a fight is has his training partner hit him as hard as he fucking could. Ronda Rousey used to Note, have sex before every fight. Yeah, Ronda Rousey had sex. Uh John Jones used to literally party. Uh-huh. To- John Jones, whole other subject, honestly. Like that dude's a fucking animal. He's a monster. And we talked about that already. He beat Daniel Cormier, who is honestly fucking one of the best people to ever fight in the UFC. I, in my I don't. Opinion. I don't like DC. I don't like him honestly. But you gotta admit, if you are a martial artist and you see DC fight, you gotta admit the dude knows how to wrestle. He knows he what he's is, doing. He knows he's what he's doing. Good.
1: I'm just not the biggest John fan. John
0: Jones thing. beat him at. John Jones said it the best, honestly, after a weekend of cocaine. You know it. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. Well, we. I mean, I have done cocaine
1: before, so I, I do I do know. And that's kind of crazy to go on like a week bender of cocaine where you're not getting any fucking sleep. You're not really eating that much to then go in and beat DC. I mean, it, it's a feat for sure. It really, it truly is. And some people just have certain drugs that work with their mind the best, and weed is one of mine, and uh, psychedelics. Those are the two best things that I feel like. like, When I'm using the
0: sword and I'm on uh, acid, I feel as if I'm flowing like wind. So we both had a moment with weapons whenever we were on acid. So one of the times we had done... I think this was, like, literally the best night of my life that I'm talking about. Like, we were both, uh, like, we had... Like, I had nunchucks. You, you had a. I was using my katana. So, something that we can actually both relate in, except for the fact that he trains a lot more than me, we both have martial arts in common as well. Like, we both have done a lot whenever it comes to training but... aspect in martial arts. Yeah. So, I like doing nunchucks, he likes doing katana, even though we could probably both fuck somebody up with either weapon. (laughs) It's just that the acid really helped everything flow. So, whenever I was on acid and I was doing the nunchucks, it felt like they were a part of me. Like, it felt like they were connected through my hand, and I was just flowing. I remember you looking at me just like, that looks wild. It looked fucking cool, especially on acid. And then, I was watching you you had that fucking katana, and you were moving it. And if you've ever seen, like, that first scene from uh, X-Men Origins, where it shows uh, Wade Wilson before he turns Ooh. in, like, that, He's still Deadpool. And, and he blocks all them bullets with the katana. The them uh-huh. katanas. That's what you look like. It looked like they had, like, after images and shit. Like, you were fucking doing it at mock fucking 90. Uh-huh. <laughs> but guys...
1: We're going to end this episode with something that is not only very hilarious, but also sad at the same time. We have Jerry Springer. Guys, Jerry Springer died at 79. And if any of you have ever watched the Jerry Springer show, you know it was fucking hilarious. I mean, you had fucking old ladies in the crowd showing their titties. Fucking just fights. Fucking in in a pool of mud fighting like... The dude did out-of-pocket fucking wild shit. It was crazy. How
0: dare you fuck my girlfriend? I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'm gonna fuck you up. You don't know shit about shit. You know what? You know what? Well, shit's better than you. You're lower than shit. It, it, You're like the level below dirt which contains shit. You're you just
1: a fucking migraine. You have the Steve Wilco show. <laughs> and, and you have the Jerry Springer show And they're both fucking crazy I mean you have some funny fights But in, in well, my Steve opinion Steve
0: Wilgos is like more real It's more Jerry serious Springer.
1: Yeah you have some more like fucked up stories and shit But and then you have Jerry Springer Who was the more drama. hilarious shit. Yeah. It
0: was, and It's funny Honestly The fact that Jerry Springer died I know that he was one of them cheesy people A lot of fucking people think about But Kind of sad because it's he was nostalgic. part of my, like, childhood. It, it's something
1: you watched all the time. You get bored. You'd watch it. it be on TV. you watch be like, this is fucking hilarious. This is interesting. But, what the fuck's going on here?
0: Just like if Drew Carey died. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't like if he died either. Or Adam Sandler or Jim Carrey. But you know what's funny? When you look up some
1: facts about Jerry Springer, the funny thing is he used his show to actually meet women to meet pretty girls and strippers so like you would have the guest on his show and he'd be like all right
0: you're who I'm fucking backstage hey watch these uh two 600 pound fat chicks fucking fight yeah I bet that really makes you horn. <laughs> <laughs> but I come backstage after these rhinoceros is getting done tussling
1: and he actually
0: got divorced because
1: he was into prostitutes. So he would fuck a bunch of sex workers. His wife found out and eventually they got divorced. So he, he was doing his show. He was getting women from the show. Getting strippers from the show. Then after the show, he was fucking prostitutes. So the dude was constantly fucking and making these shows. See, and that is was, something I never knew. And he was the mayor of Cincinnati. That is also something
0: I never knew and it blows my mind. I was going to say,
1: he He was an actor. Wait, he was a how producer? Fuck,
0: what, I never. Wait. Yeah. He was in a movie. He was an actor. He was in that movie with, uh. I don't remember what. Uh, it was Nicolas Cage. Okay, so do you remember this movie? Nicolas Cage play, played, like, a baby daddy, pretty much, kind of like poor. They lived in a trailer. They had, like, a mustache, slick back hair, and shit in the movie. Maybe. I've watched. Lost... Man, I would.
1: I don't know, I've watched or, a lot of Nicolas Cage movies. Uh, I'm, I'm not actually sure, but I don't... I truly don't remember seeing him in one movie. Like, the only... Honestly, the only thing i ever actually ever seen Jerry Springer in was the Jerry Springer show. Like dude, I wonder if he played in a lot of movies. We'll have to we'll have to look into that actually.
0: Uh God damn, he's played in a lot of movies. Okay, name off a few of them real quick. Oh, shit! Hold on. Name off a few. Yeah, but Jerry's. <laughs> this is there's so many. He's in that many. Damn. Uh shit. Okay, Pig, Willow's Wonderland, Prisoner's Ghostland, Cruise, New Age, Jiu-Jitsu, Prime Age, or Primal.
1: He was in a Jiu-Jitsu
0: movie? Yeah, (laughs) Kill Chain, Running with the Devil, Color Out of Space, Escort to Settle, Spider-Man. Wait, he was in Spider-Man? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Wait, Into the Multiverse? Oh, he played the fucking Nord guy. The fucking Dark Dude, the mysterious Detective Uh, Spider-Man. Between Worlds. Teen Titans, what? He was in Teen Titans. Two one one Looking Glass. No fuck Mandy. that, go
1: back to Teen Titans. What was he in in Teen Titans? Teen Titans Go movie. Oh, oh, and Teen Titans Go sucked.
0: Man, I'm trying to find the movie that I'm talking about. He was like a fucking poor dude. And he, like, lived in a trailer with this chick. The chick off of, uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Uh, like, the little meth head chick. Yeah. I See, I don't remember... I've watched a lot Actually, of Nicolas Cage's movie movies, but there's also a lot of his movies I haven't watched. But that movie's not popping up for some reason.
1: But yeah, guys, Jerry... The LFA. Sp-
0: Jerry Springer's
1: dead. He was apparently a fucking actor in a lot of movies I had no idea about. He was a mayor at one point. Dude was into prostitutes seems like he lived a fucking full life to be honest fuck but uh that's all the time we have for you guys we've been into a lot of things i highly recommend you go and watch uh I, i highly recommend you watch scream 6 to be honest it's a very good movie very solid i like the plot and i like how it ended truly there may be room for a seventh but i'm not exactly sure go on to tiktok look up some attempt stuff go on to youtube let us know what you think of him book him for future events and gigs and guys from our sick minds to yours don't get stabbed by ghostface who the fuck gets stabbed by ghostface (laughs) (laughs) i i mean i just not any smart person i feel like there's ways around it you know
0: on on that fact like what way would you try to get away from the ring the ring just you just
1: gotta turn that tv around a fucking two story window that bitch come crawling now, she is the
0: fucking concrete game I've over always thought about one, game, game does, over bud or like fucking like set a campfire underneath <laughs> TV or something
1: dude as soon as that bitch comes out she gets in a campfire and you soccer kick her right in the mouth, <laughs> just fucking smack just fucking her teeth fly out you fucking just come down with an atomic elbow in her. Just, I am mean, <laughs> pull that bitch out of the TV and ground and pound that whore. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know, actually. She's kind of quick when she gets out of that fucking TV.
0: Matter of fact, you know someone I was always scared of as a kid fucking The Exorcist. Like, or the chick from The Exorcist. I'm just saying. So, what happened in that movie? All that happened to literally get the demon out of her. The priest slapped the fucking shit out of her. I'm telling you, all I'd have to do is beat the fuck out of her. Could
1: you imagine, like, she's tied up on the bed, the priest just, like, fucking mounts her, takes that fucking Bible, just smack, 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 (laughs) smack, smack. smack. Bitch, get the fucking spirit out of you right now. Hey, give me the cross, uh, what what is those heated things? Cattle prongs? Uh, the thing that they used on Jackass, where they fucking Oh, cattle prong. Cattle, is it a cattle prod? Could cattle you imagine frog. getting like a fucking uh, cross one, eating that bitch up and stamping her in the forehead, smacking her with the Bible a few times? I think that might work. I think we could fuck up Satan.
0: Yeah, honestly, like, I think about that. Alright
1: guys, now you know how to kill Scream, you know how to kill the fucking ring bitch, and smack the fuck out of the exorcist, and he'll come right out. But, uh, I'm your host JC.
0: And I am your co-host Tim. And goddamn guys, this is glitches yo what man i am a luminous i'm doing this a woman a few of a venomous i'm breaking it i'm wrecking it every second a second i'm not to keep like in it and it's an I got a kick it legitimate and i'm quitting it stopping the puppet, rocking the whipping get it getting the you with the rhythm my hit is a cataclysm i'm bringing it back have to relax, go big, go big, get you back. How think you feel about that? Go big, on big, get Cause I ain't packing this back and I get to get with a miraculous glow. When I got to go, you don't really know, cause you're a hoe. What I do not know, I don't know. I'll go insane if I don't have And that was me. our live performance from our one
1: and only Tim Shady. Peace out, guys.